the power of biomechanics will blow your mind. Face it, our world's not natural. It's not going to be. It's getting less natural every day. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to the Two Fit Podcast, hosted by the Two Fit guys, Jake and Josh. Now, Two Fit, by definition, is actively pursuing a state of health and well being beyond perceived limitations. So, if you are looking to push the boundaries of performance mentally, physically, and everywhere in between, then you have come to the right place. On the Two Fit Podcast, we will be interviewing and having fireside chats with renowned experts from doctors and strength and conditioning coaches to athletes and entrepreneurs. Our goal is to extract tools and tricks of the trade that you can implement, whether you're a world-class athlete, weekend warrior, entrepreneur, or grinding out the eight to five, all in order to assist you on your journey to becoming Two Fit. Hey everyone, it's another edition of the Two Fit Podcast. Welcome again to the show. And Jake and I have really been looking forward to this interview. We we met the man that's coming on out at the Bulletproof Conference last month. And as you all know, movement starts from the ground up. And who doesn't want to move better, right? I mean, we, we all want to move better. And if you enjoyed our previous episode with Stephen Sashin, the owner and founder of Zero Shoes, you're going to love this one. This man has revolutionized the way we move, what we put in our shoes, and he's here to share about it and talk about how you can put it to good use. So, Gordon, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be here. Uh, greetings from Stowe, Vermont. We're up here. We're uh, looking at uh, white outside. So, you're in Austin, Texas, where it's nice and warm, but we're looking at skiing right now, man. So, we're, we're, uh, I'll be, uh, after this interview, we're going to be Doing a little uh, oh my gosh. hiking in turns. That's crazy. So. We were in shorts and a shirt yesterday. So yeah. <laughs> we're still battling some humidity down here. Yeah, exactly. But little little known to our audience, we've actually talked with Gordon a few times, ended up recording a little trial run with him, and then we decided, man, we got to get this guy on video. So here you are. You can find this video if you're listening. Check it out on YouTube, and you can see everything that Gordon's got to share. So we're pretty pumped about this. It's good to be here. We want to go ahead and give some people just a – a background on what a line is yeah i think it's really the the, the story it's uh <laughs> i've been uh at this for giving up my age over 30 years now as, as an extreme athlete myself we uh uh we're frustrated jumping uh cliffs we're pushing 100 foot cliff jumps and landing and if your foot kind of blew up in your ski boot you would tumble and hit rock walls and that's not fun so uh we started bracing and stabilizing our feet a long time ago uh, going over 30 years and it worked it helped stabilize the foot and you know it helped us do incredible things but uh over time i'm gonna wheedle you in fast a long story i became uh i went to the medical industry i became a pedorthist i uh really 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 enjoyed learning everything i could learn about feet and orthotics and all these cool things for people but, who don't know what is a pedorthist Okay, a pedorthist is basically somebody that can 
modifier engineer footwear and diagnose and see uh, issues uh, that, that can be adjusted with orthosis. And they work with orthopedic surgeons, they work with orthotists, they work with uh, uh, PTs. And it, it's, a, it's a great art. It's a skilled in the art of, of customizing footwear and helping people figure out their problems in shoes. Well, here we are pushing the envelope in extreme sports and trying to figure out, wow, what's really going on? Um, so long story short, uh, I opened up a, a lab in Boston and we started designing all these really cool uh, orthotics for helping athletes. And, and uh, it was great. Uh, we were doing some incredible things for cyclists and skiers and then backfired in golf. Everything backfired. Golf and snowboarding. Everything. Every time we molded a foot, it didn't work in golf and snowboarding. Why? And so this is a, a long, we're going, we're now coming forward at, uh, 20 years of really hard work, molding thousands and thousands of feet and really, really putting, trying to try to figure out what's going on to help athletes and everything backfired as soon as we started talking about rotation and power transfer of angles. And it's like, wow, what's going on? Um, I became a snowboarder after years and years of skiing. I, I brought to uh, uh uh, back home to the East Coast, I left Jackson Hole, and I'm hanging out, and I put a strap on the big snowboard, and I was a pretty famous, accomplished, uh, uh, customized, you know, boot fitter for uh, skiing and and uh, all these sports. So I kind of had a chip on my shoulder that I really knew what I was doing, and I took all my custom product, and I put it in my snowboard boots, and I went out there, and I could not buy a turn, uh, my heel side turn, I couldn't get there. I was like, man, what's going on? I take out the insoles throw them on the ground, put my bare foot in the boot, and boom, sure enough, I could get the turn. But my feet were screaming. So, you know, by the time you take a 200-pound guy and you're hooking up a 60-mile-an-hour turn and you're cranking into these things, the amount of power that's going through your foot is enormous. So the foot couldn't handle that, so it's just basically blowing up inside the boot, but I could turn. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? Go back to the lab, and I start molding. This is the story. Start molding foot and leg scenarios where the legs here, where the legs here, where the foot's moving here, here, where all these molds and I'm flipping over the molds and I'm seeing these algorithms, all these moving points underneath the foot. So when the leg is here, the foot needs to do this. The legs here, the foot needs to do that here, here, all these things I'm like, duh. Well, of course, feet don't have one shape. <laughs> so can you imagine me, you know, here I am going, okay, everything I've done for the last 15 years or so, uh, molding feet up and basically disabling foot function. So here we are, you know, we're going to puzzle. We need foot transitions to occur in timing and sequence in order to have mobility and stability from the hip all the way through to the foot for power transfer. Now, how are you going to do that? You can't mold that. You can't scan it. You know, you got, everybody's got all these great things like, oh, we scan your foot. Okay. That's one shape. Or we mold your foot. We make a custom mold. It's you. Uh-uh. your feet don't have one shape. Your feet are like a player piano. They're changing gears. Every train moves, every, every train change, every motion change. You rotate your hips, you stand on a hill, your feet have to quickly transition in order to have alignment and power transfer and stability at angles. So, wow, okay, here we are. We've got a big problem, right? <laughs> uh, so I started molding all these feet. You know, from high, Everybody's got weird feet, right? You got high arch feet, low arch feet all these things. I started really just taking it to the lab and figuring out this crazy puzzle. And now I went from, you know, kind of pedorthist to uh, biomechanical engineer inventor. 
So here I am, this crazy long redhead guy, you know, and I, I'm figuring out all these puzzles and I'm molding thousands of feet and I'm looking at the algorithms and sure enough, they're measurable. You could see the bone tuberosity articulation points in the transition sequence of the foot from a high arch foot to a low arch foot. Uh, they were within millimeters. So now we could engineer this. You could take this to engineering and, and really engineer an interface for foot function. So, hey, we're going to wear shoes, right? You know, the world's not natural. You know, the, the barefoot thing, we can go there a little bit. But, you know, I don't know about you, but if you uh, run barefoot on concrete, asphalt, uh, it's pretty much a frying pan to the face. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But are, are you saying, so basically what we're getting down to is that the majority of people out there just don't move well. Is that correct? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it was uh, – uh, this is when A-Line came to uh, uh, life about 10 years ago. And uh, what I had learned over the 20 years preceding, feet don't have one shape. What are we going to do about that? We went to an engineering process to build and refine moving structures underneath the foot in timing and sequence to the needs of terrain variables, motion variables. And then we we had to take this technology and show people. You know, a lot of people, they, they go out and they buy something, they go get a doctor or something, and, or, a, or a, something from a pharmacy or a gelin, or, and, and they just put it under their feet and they go off and they do their whatever they do. But what did that do to the whole kinetic chain? What's going on? So what we did is I, I designed this cool little device, and this is what you guys saw at Bulletproof. So basically, on the nose is a laser, and this laser shows you where your knee is, where your ankle is, what's going on in a real simple format. Where's the ankle? Where's the knee? When you're standing and when you move and with anything under the foot. So we did this, and we went across the nation. It was like a Ben & Jerry's uh, ice cream testing uh, tasting festival. And we have Ben & Jerry's right here in Stowe, Vermont, so it's a – right around the corner. So I love their story. They went across to the country and they, they just did the taste test. We showed everybody how awesome their ice cream was. Well, what we did is we went across this nation for years and showed everybody how they stand and how they move and how most people are pretty darn bad. And when I say most people, it's close to 90% of people are moving two to three million steps a year in such an unfavorable manner that they're being robbed of their health and their performance. Is it a byproduct of poor natural movement or is it a byproduct of the footwear? Yeah. I mean, Hey, uh, uh, if we believe in evolution and we're, we're, we're evolving for a billion years and you really look at the small window, it's just a really little window. And all of a sudden we just made our world concrete and asphalt. I mean, every day we're walking on hardwood floors uh, tile, concrete, asphalt, wherever we travel, our foot's being subject to unnatural terrains. And it's all very flat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's paved. The outside sidewalks aren't quite flat. But so then we, we invented a great thing called cushioning. We put a pile of marshmallows under everybody's feet. And it's like, well, that feels great, man. Well, you know, I can, I can tell a six-year-old. I said, hey, you know, if I put a pile of marshmallows under your feet, are you going to be more stable and you're going to have power? Are you going to be more smeary and kind of like, you know, moving around? And they're going to say, oh, you're going to be more smeary. Marshmallows, yeah, soft. And they're correct. 
So when you interface a foot with a pile of marshmallows or anything that's foam or cushioning to a degree, you're going to disable foot function. You're going to rob the foot from its natural ability to trans transition in timing and sequence for power and stability for the leg. So it's kind of like Goldilocks, too soft, you know, it creates instability, disables foot function, and then too hard. It's like a, a, a you know, the Goldilocks again. If you mold a foot or put a foot into something really hard, you're going to disable foot function. You're going to, you're going to absolutely create compensation to the whole body. So the compensatory reaction going up the body when you're on too hard, you know, it, it's going to compensate. It's still going to move. I can put a thumbtack in your shoe. You're going to move, but you're going to compensate. And this is what does a lot of training. This is what people don't realize. They go to a gym where they go out for a run, they run, they go to get their heart rate up, but their, their joints are compensating so much that they're, they're getting the cardio up, but they're robbing, <laughs> they're aging their joints at the same time. So it's really kind of productive. Or you get a great, you know, somebody is, uh, you know, going to a gym and they're getting the workout in. Yeah, sure enough, you can do, do strengthening, but if you're offsetting while you're doing your strengthening, you're going to compensate. And the compensation is what we're talking about. All shoes create compensation. Barefoot shoe on concrete, guess what? Frying pan to the face. It's compensation. So when you disable foot function due to unnatural trains or unnatural footwear, okay, where's the puzzle? This is where we came forward, and this is where it's fun. This is, uh, this is where A-Line really came forward and said, okay, let's show everybody how they've been moving two to three million steps a year and barefoot and with anything under their foot. Uh, and to show the impacts to the leg, show it. You can take a custom orthotic and put it under the foot. Maybe I made it. And uh, it's like, wow, there's zero consistency. People are usually asymmetrical from left to right. And uh, the movement patterns from compensation is is unfavorable for a lot of reasons, but uh, health, joints, your knees, your hips, your back. Yeah, so it's a little bit like your question there, Josh, is, you know, what came first? It's a bit of a chicken and the egg scenario, right? But uh, so say we go back to before the industrial, you know, revolution and we putting down concrete everywhere and these big motion controlled shoes are out there, these marshmallows that we're walking on. Were people still having these out of alignment and movement problems at that time? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that everybody evolved in a certain way. And the body's pretty darn good. You know, feet move, right? You know, so you, you think if you're in a minimal shoe on dirt you're, you're, or grass or you're walking on cobblestones of a river, your foot's going through all these nice uh, transitions that really help tune itself to the body and vice versa. So it's really, if you have a good working leg and a bad working foot, you're going to compensate or vice versa. The foot's not moving well, the leg can't move well and the body can't move well. So uh, uh, I did not, uh, you know, I'm not that old guys, but uh, I, unfortunately I couldn't assess uh, <laughs> the, the, the caveman era uh, or the, the Vikings or the, uh, you know, uh, back in uh, the time of, uh, just early Rome or wherever we evolved from. But yeah, we, uh, we, we, without question are interrupting foot function. I can tell you that much. So Gordon, with, with your knowledge of, of foot function, would it have been in your like hypothesis, would it have been at least kind of an ideal state to be barefoot or very minimal with say like just a leather bottom type sandal, you know, 500 years ago, but you were walking on dirt 
trees, roots, rocks, that sort of thing, where the foot was naturally changing this position the way it was intended to, and we had never had the big marshmallow shoes or the concrete. Would that have still been, at that point in time, an ideal state? Uh, without question, your foot's, the foot's ability to move. Uh, just go stand on a hill. Anybody can go walk outside, go stand sideways on a hill. Your downhill foot's going to need to pronate in. Pronation is a healthy, natural function of a foot. Your uphill foot's going to need to supinate out, right? The timing and sequence between those functions to pronation and supination is vital. So when your foot's barefoot, not, not uh, in a situation where it's being hindered by uh, many variables, uh, it, it can get from point A to point B faster. No question. So when you're in a minimal stance, great. Guarantee it wasn't too comfortable in Alaska or, you know, somebody hiking over a mountain. So we had to really create interfaces for climate. Uh, then we really created in interfaces for us. Look at us today. You know, I, I, I can tell you something really neat. Here's what we can, we do see. When I see your average kid, this is scary. When I, my average 13-year-old, I put through the assessment and the processing, really looking at these kids, they look worse than a 70-year-old today most often. And you look, and the kids are all kicking off the, uh, you know, the, the cool little flip-flop sandals or the unlaced skate shoes or, or the furry, those furry boots and all the, you know, I'm not going to put brands out there, but we all know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, it, it, it's pretty apparent that when, when a, a foot is evolving or growing in footwear that is lazy footwear. You know, you don't have to bend over to tie a shoe. You, you just slip it on, you walk out the door, you got a, a pile of cushion and your feet feel great. And you're young, so whatever. But then you start feeling the stuff as you get, you get older. And, and older now, when they start feeling stuff, is teenagers, really bad. Uh, so if you walk around in a, a shoe that really helps amplify the foot to collapse and smear, because remember, too soft, smeary, or too hard, can't move, um, those, both of those compensations will reflect into the way the leg moves. So if you walk around with your foot just basically pancaking out and smearing, I like to say putting cream cheese on a bagel for 2 million steps a year, this is half of your, your client you know, in, in Texas, it's warm. So a lot of people wear sandals on concrete. So the foot pancakes out, smears, 2 million steps a year, and they wind up with uh, your legs like a guitar. It just gets detuned. So if your foot's smearing, your leg's going to get wrung out like a wet rag, and then you're really creating all these offsets in the way the, the leg is working with the foot and vice versa. Yeah, so, it's sad because those kids are at their, their most adaptable stage at that time. You know, that's when they're growing. The, their, their growth plates have the most potential and everything. And basically, you're saying it's all getting screwed up at a very early age. Yeah. And, you know, back when I was a kid, there's no way, there's not a chance my – my parents would have let me put on uh, one of those, you know, we all know what they are, those little, uh, those little EVA soft clogs with the cute little things in them for animals or like decorations, uh, you know. Did, or you, the, did you want to wear those, Gordon? <laughs> Never. That's another so, conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you really think about, wow, man. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, if you give it, you know, give a kid a piece of chalk, a big piece of cake and some green beans, I know they're going to go for the cake first. They have the choice. We just had Halloween. You know, I was giving kids choices. You want, you want Skittles or you want the the Hershey's? And kids are like, man, Skittles won, by the way. Uh, so, uh, really, you really think about okay, 
you walk up to the door and like, okay, I'm going to go out the door to go play with my friends. Am I going to bend over and tie my, my, my sneakers up and put them on my feet? Or am I going to slip on my, my cool little floppy things and run because I don't even have to think about it. I'm out the door. They're going to go the lazy route out. So what happens is the foot's going to compensate. The interface between the, the whatever it is, is going to cause that kid's foot to smear a lot more. And this just robs that, that the, as you're growing, if the foot is forced to con- to create all that shearing and then, then the leg is forced into excessive rotation, the, 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 the disadvantage is massive. You know, you got a kid that wants to play a better game of basketball or soccer. You have, it's unbelievable how many parents come to me and say, oh, my God, Tommy or Susie's having a really hard time with their cleats. Yeah. You look down, Tommy and Susie's wearing the funny little clogs or the, the flip-flops or the – and they kick them off and they put on a, a rigid cleat. And then that foot has been subject to cream cheese on a bagel, putting a cigarette out for 2 million steps a year. Then they put a cleat on and the foot's just played out. And then the, the kid's getting blisters and having a really hard time. <laughs> and it's really simple. You want to become a better runner? Walk better. You want to play better soccer? Walk better. You walk 2 to 3 million steps a year. And guys, last time we talked, we talked a little bit about uh, a footwear diet, Okay. Hey, man, you're not going to take away. You're in Texas. You're not going to say, oh, yeah, forget it, guys. Can't wear your sandals. You're going to wear your sandals. That's fine. But think about it. If you're on your feet over an hour, try not to choose a sandal, okay? You know, it, it's really just a diet, right? Have a piece of cake with ice cream, but don't do it all day, every day. So if you wear a sandal all day, every day, guaranteed, you know, you're going to rob your performance and have an issue wake up really quick. Well, as you know, we, we all love our sandals down here in Texas in the heat, but are there any like specific types we should look for that, that are preferential over others? Yeah. You know what? Wear your sandals. Not all day, every day. I have not seen a sandal yet that really does not interrupt foot function uh, to a point where the compensation through the body is really unfavorable. So wear them. Don't, not, you know, wear your sandals, but know your day, Right. If you're going to be running around and shopping and doing whatever, put a shoe on and go, you know, if you're going to be on your feet for an hour or two, do that. If you're just going to go double around and you're sitting on a desk all day, wear whatever you want. But if you wear a sandal all day, every day, here's the deal. I'll talk to the ladies here, okay? You like high heels, you like fashion. If your foot pancakes out and smears a lot, your foot rotates out, it makes your thighs wider. Everything goes this way, pops your hips out makes everything kind of sag because it's wringing your leg out like a wet rag, all right? Every day, those sandals cause so much smearing. Well, what that really does is it disrupts your foot function to the point where now your foot is uh, offset to a degree so much that you're now tuning your whole body that way. So then when you put on a heel or a fashion shoe, they might not feel so good. And you start to notice, oh, I can't wear this type of shoe. I love it. It's beautiful, but I can't wear it because it hurts. Well, it's because your foot has been subject to so much displacement for so long. So if you really want to wear a high heel better and look great on a Friday night and not be the girl at a wedding with your heels in your hand, we all know who they are. It's most of them. Walking around after the end of a fun day, uh, you know, there's not enough champagne glasses to cure the the pain because it hurts. All of a sudden your foot doing this all day goes into a heel or a dress shoe and it's trying. So how can you condition and train before your heels. How can you condition and train your feet before you run? This is what we're talking about. You know, so it's wear your sandals. You know, if you're sitting at a desk all day, it's a hot day, you're at a desk, so what? Wear whatever you want. But if you're going to go run around, do mundane whatever, just shopping or cleaning or whatever life, we all do it. 
laundry, try to have a shoe on, all right? And I'm going to say it all the time, but try to put the diet into when I'm on my feet over an hour, I'm going to be conscious about conditioning and training for what I really like. It might be going to a gym and being a better athlete. It might be running. You know, I want to run better or I want to just look better, feel better. I want to be able to wear my heels until I'm 90 and dance on in stilettos. This is what it's really, you know, everybody knows the diet, right? Everybody gets it. You know, it's really a supplement to health. If you if you really look at your feet, hopefully the first thing to hit the ground in the morning are your feet, right? You walk all over them all day long and you expect a lot out of them and nobody takes notice until they really hurt. So you're saying we can actually accomplish this training though, just by walking these two to 3 million steps per year, just in the right combination of, of footwear. Yeah. Just walk better. Walking better. Think about it. You walk a lot of bit. You run a little bit, right? Walk a lot of bit. You golf a little bit. You want to play a better game of golf? Walk better. Two to three million steps a year of allowing your foot to go through timing and sequence and terrain and motion variables by moving, not bracing, not walking it, and not putting it on the pile of marshmallows, but allowing the foot to move in timing and sequence in harmony, a nice dance between the leg and foot in 70% of your active time when you're on feet over an hour. Your inactive time, you got the TV on, you're just hanging out, wear whatever you want. Your active time, you really want to run better, you really want to gym better, you want to golf better, want to ride your bike better. I love the, the cyclists. They're my favorite. They go out and they're like, oh, they're so trained, man. They go out there and they hammer out a 100-mile ride. And they come back and they kick off their shoes and they put on those funny little uh, foam clogs we talked about. <laughs> and they're like, man, my IT bands hurt. Yeah. So then you just, you're training, 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 boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden your foot's subject to smearing, smearing, smearing. And there goes your IT. So you guys, you guys both started at Bulletproof. I had a line of people for, I don't know, three days solid. You guys finally got in and it, it, you hop on. Sure enough, everybody, half the people were there with barefoot shoes and they were amazed. They were like, okay, what's going on? They'd stand on the thing with uh, their barefoot shoes on. And sure enough, the same problems are still there. Yeah, that uh, unfavorable weak foot relating to a leg that was unfavorable. So it's really, I love uh, physical therapists and people that understand, hey, if your hip's moving well, your your lower legs moving well, your your calves moving well, all, all the all the function in that leg is like a guitar. It's like tuning a guitar. Well, people in their sandals and their sloppy stuff all day is they're detuning the guitar as fast as they can tune it. So if that makes sense, I mean you really start thinking about, okay, hey, you know, well, it kind of makes sense. Too soft, probably not great. Too hard, yeah, it limits. So how do we let feet function with legs in harmony? And that's Really, this is where the 30-year story came from. It wasn't easy. We did it the hard way. So we did. We, we went across uh, the nation many, many times uh, in these formats with the general public, uh, well over 100,000 people. We showed them, here you are. Here's how you stand. Here's how you move. And close to 90%. <laughs> it was scary. Close to 90% were so bad. And most people are asymmetrical, meaning you're really worse on one side than the other in how you move. Uh, and then uh, we took the technology and we immediately, immediately brought most, just about everybody back to near, near perfect visual alignment. Now, a lot of people still have their motion problem because if you allow the foot to function finally, well, all those points in your leg that had been detuned. So basically, if you walk around with sandal all day, you, you uh, wind up with tight calves 
you're disabling your foot's basically doing all the flexion instead of the calf moving well. So you, at people wind up with tight calves for many different reasons, but uh, uh, the tightness now it's just a real simple thing. There's many other things that get tight or loose, but when the harmony is restored to the the foot and leg, the the body nicely brings back good movement pretty darn quick. So I always recommend people, you know, you, you, you get out there and you start walking, walk, walk, walk better to do anything better, and then start addressing your, your active footwear. So the first thing is a footwear diet of your, your nice footwear uh, that you wear daily when you're on your feet over an hour. Guys, it's easier. Girls, they tend to, you know, it's, it's a little more difficult to give up some of their fashion. I know people are probably asking themselves out there, you know, if 90% of the country has improper foot function, poor movement, how do people correct it? How do they fix it? How do they bring back this harmony, fix their knee alignment, their hip alignment, their movement, run more efficiently, run without pain? How how do they do that? The second part of that is what is the perfect combination? What is, in your recommendation, kind of the perfect footwear for today's society? Right. Well, obviously, I'm the horse's mouth, and uh, I'm one of the founders and inventor of A-Line. The the interface of your feet, here it is. Your feet have over 100 moving bones and joints, all right? So, hey, remember that six-year-old about the too soft, too hard? If I ask us, you know, the same kid, I say, hey, you know, your feet have over 100 moving bones and joints. Does that have one shape? They're going to be like, 100 moving bones and joints? Of course not. No, no, it doesn't have one shape. And they're right. Your feet do not have one shape. So uh, A-Line came forward with that knowledge. Feet don't have one shape and they, it, the foot needs to change in timing and sequence. So the product itself, A-Line, is an insert you can just get by your shoe size, pop them in your shoes. Any shoe that has a removable insole, you can get the foot suspension system in your shoe. Then you start training and conditioning with that, okay? Meaning just With walk. the A-Line just in the shoe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just by walking. Um, now, if you put alignment, Favorable alignment into your stretching routines, you can be blown away. How fast you're going to get nice, favorable motion restored. And that's why physical therapists usually are our main source uh, of uh, really when we started because they really get it. The leg's got to move well. Timing and sequence of, of leg motion to the timing and sequence of foot motion. Now, Gordon, so, when, you say, when you say proper alignment through stretching, are you, you saying – while wearing the A-lines, going through different stretching patterns. Is that what you're yeah. referencing? Oh, it's one of my favorites. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll uh, watch runners. You know, you, everybody knows a runner, and they see them, you know, putting their foot up, and they're, they're stretching on the wall or the stair or the, you know, the concrete sidewalk. And I'm looking, and the ankle's sideways, and they're stretching. So they're basically stretching their ankle and not their calf. So they're making themselves worse. And they go out for a run, and they wonder why their, their IT bands hurt or their knee hurts or you know, it's like, but they're headstrong, so they muscle through it. Uh, uh, it it's, it's so unneeded, unnecessary. We know for a fact, uh, we went across, we, we did the homework. We're the only ones. We're, as far as I know, we're the only company actually went out there and took 10 years to do this. We went across the nation. We showed people exactly how you stand, how you move, all right? Just what you experienced at Bulletproof. Now, you don't have to go experience that. You can, we just proved it, okay? So and then we took that close to 90% of people were pretty darn awful. And we took that close to 90% of people to almost 100% of them came back to pretty darn perfect. And that's just by allowing the foot to do what it naturally evolved to do, just by suspending it and letting it move through a sequence of 
over 100 moving support and suspension structures. So inside all A-lines, this is an A-line, what's inside A-line? So inside A-line, guys, is, uh, there's, <laughs> I'm tasting there's it over, right now. <laughs> yeah. so, so a pair of A-lines has over 100 moving support and suspension structures. So feet don't have one shape. Duh. Feet have over 100 moving bones and joints. Okay. So we created the platform that allows the foot to move in and out of these support, support and suspension structures in timing and sequence. And then we, we didn't just say it, we proved it. So we went out there and put the suspension system under high arch feet, low arch feet, all these feet, and they immediately reflected to near perfect alignment. Now we can fine tune these as well. Uh, they do come with a little fine tuning kit, so you can add a little bit of suspension in the midfoot for somebody that might want a little more support midfoot wise. But just the product alone, most people come back, go from really, really, really pretty darn awful to pretty darn great. Now, then, as we did this over 10 years with the general public, we said, okay, guys, I came out of the extreme industry of sports, uh, you know, being a cliff jumper, then working with my lab with all these Olympians. I started calling all my old contacts. I said, okay, I really want to push this to the highest level of performance. Because if you believe timing and sequence of foot movement patterns related to leg, then that means that my friends that are in the Olympics uh, going 30 feet out of a half pipe and landing backwards are going to really let me know if this works better than when I used to make them by hand or not. Fast. So I started reeling in some older Olympians that I knew and started putting the suspension system in and and sure enough, they're like, Gordon, this is insane. I can't believe this. Uh, long story short, I wind up at the X Games. And uh, actually, just as a, a, a footwear service provider, helping athletes if something broke or just a, a quick fix, uh, because these guys are going up and they're pushing the envelope. And especially today, it's unlike any, anybody's seen before. Watch the X Games. Huh? Bodies are flying through the air doing triple, quadruple maneuvers and landing backwards, sideways. And that's testing the foot and leg relationship to the level of any other athlete I can imagine, uh, X Games. And, and we went, we went in uh, X Games, gosh, about nine years ago. And uh, every year, uh, summer and winter X Games, uh, Austin, Texas, great host of X Games. Uh, the athletes, we don't pay the athletes. They use A-Line because it works. If it didn't work, they wouldn't use it. Uh, we have more athletes on A-Line. I, I, most of the podiums were, were, were just, uh, uh, my athlete pool is huge. <laughs> and they're just like friends. When you take a thorn out of a tiger's paw, they're like, wow. Because these athletes are like really having a hard time. Like I'm trying to stick that quadruple maneuver. You know, and I, I really just keep blowing up. And, I, and I, we work with them. And guess what we do? Every athlete. Wear a diet. How do you walk, man? You know, I know you want to be cool with your vans. And, you know, I wear vans. I love them. But they blow your, they're flat, man, to be on a skateboard. And they're cool. So you've got your fashion, but you don't want to wear a shoe that's flat for a skateboard uh, without having an interface that allows your foot to function. So we started to train them on the daily footwear diet and outfit their, uh, their snowboard gear, their ski gear, their skate gear, their BMX bike gear. I got guys like Pastrana on Moto X. You know, you're pushing these envelopes of the body moving in extreme motions. So when you think of X Games, probably the most extreme format out there, body motion. And then we, <laughs> this is so funny, working at ESPN and the, the guys at X Games and being a provider for nine years and 
gosh, we have about a thousand celebrity athletes uh, that are just awesome. I mean, these, these, today's athlete, they, they have to be on their game because they're doing things that <laughs> way more than I was doing. My 100-foot cliff jumps back 20 years ago is nothing compared to what these guys are doing. So then we wind up working with PGA pros. Whoa. And I'll never forget, I'm working with this, this guy. His, his name's uh, DJ Trahan, great guy. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, X Games, huh? you think that's cool? It's really cool. He goes, I'll tell you what, this is the single most precision sport in the world. In order to be, have my stand, to be here at the PGA level is out of all the people that play golf is almost near winning a billion dollar lottery. So these guys, when you talk about precision, I think people can agree that golf's a pretty darn precise sport. So over the last six, seven years, we, we really started to trickle in. Um, you can go on aline.com and check out uh, the PJ athletes, but uh, a, a good amount of them are, are winning because uh, we got a little, little buddy under their feet, allowing the foot to move in timing and sequence. So here it is. I mean, you can sit here and go, wow, look at that thing. It's kind of cool, whatever. Here's how it works. Basically, it, it's like a trailer hitch, okay? It's, if your foot is already pronated before you start moving, it takes a long time for it to get over here. So the leg has to go through all these unnecessary movement patterns in order to supinate or pronate in timing. So if we bring the foot back to center, which, you know, any decent orthotic, anybody will say, oh, yeah, I can get you there. That's easy. I molded thousands of feet. Every time you scan a foot or mold a foot, yeah, you can kind of brace the foot and get it looking centered. Well, guess what? Let's do something really cool, guys, gals. Let's move, right? So imagine let's take a trailer hitch and weld it, cup and ball, so it's perfectly centered. Let's weld it. Now let's drive up a hill and around the corner. The trailer would be skipping. Think about the wheels, everything it wouldn't work because that's ooh, it's braced. So that's 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 too hard. There's your Goldilocks too hard of anything molded or interrupting foot function. It's about moving. Timing and sequence without the cream cheese thing. Remember the cream cheese? Flatten, smear. Okay, too soft, Goldilocks, too hard, it's welded. What's just right? Allowing the foot to move. Timing and sequence. And is Elon, uh, we're the only parts in the world that interfaces feet with over 100 moving support and suspension structures. That's what it took. It wasn't easy. And it didn't evolve uh, from just like, hey, we're going to make an insult. This evolved from... Hundreds of thousands, you, know, you think of 100,000 plus people, and then you start going, diving into the extreme athletes, X Games, and the precision athletes, golf, PGA. And then we wound up uh, in locker rooms, PGA, I mean, PGA, NFL. Here we are. I'm hanging out with the gladiators for their time. Problem is, some of these guys have a size 18 foot. I mean, I'm sitting here, I have a, you know, a, a, one of the best draft picks in front of front of us and you're looking you can see the injury before it'll happen you can see this guy is trained 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 to be where he is and here we are nfl level athlete and you can see you know unfavorable the unfavorable ankle or a, a, a bow in a leg or a scenario where the the tracking's not good and you can see an injury before it happens right, i think that's why we see so many of the knee injuries the acl mcl uh stuff happening you know all starts from the foot you can see their poor movement when they're, I mean, when they're running on the field. 
But yeah, Gordon, I mean, for those people that can't see the A-line when you showed it up there that, that are just listening and not watching the video, it's actually a really cool design. And uh, we were fortunate enough to get a few from you that Jake and I have been playing with. But it, it looks almost like this helix structure inside the insole. So, you know, I mean, a lot of people out there listening probably had the insoles. You know, you went to your chiropractor, you stuck your foot down in the foam. They built one stiff, you know, welded, uh, to use your example. Uh, but it's a really cool design. And, and, and we saw firsthand experience. We recorded a video with you about a minute long that we'll probably post on social media when the episode comes out. Um, Jake was on the machine. I was on the machine and you can see, you know, the, the machine you showed us earlier with the laser, it looks like what you would see at a, at a foot store, a sizer, sizing, you know, platform, but with the lasers going through it, tracking through your knee. And I'll tell you what, it is an immediate fix. Oh yeah. Um, at least for your structure. Like you said earlier, it still takes time to develop that new movement and get everything back in place where it should be through the, through movement. But like for me, for example, I, I put in the regular A-line, the red one, and then you put in uh, you, you always send out like a gray and a black clip that can go on the inside or outside of the heel. So I needed the gray clip on the inside of the heels, and it was just boom, there it was. You felt an immediate difference, not just standing there, but walking around. And then, Jake, Jake you felt the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty – I was actually pretty surprised at how immediate – I could tell yeah. the difference. And people might be surprised to know, yeah, both uh, the whole two fit team was out of alignment. I mean, 100%. <laughs> yeah. We cleared we'll that 90%. It. Yeah. But I mean, we were so excited to see that because it's almost, it's like the most minimum thing you could do to see the biggest amount of change through your health and movement and exercise. I mean, it change, it's a game changer. And we were so excited. I mean, it's just great to have you on because it was, I, that's what we want to do through the podcast, you know, just share incredible information incredible tools that yeah, can enhance that people's lives work. things that actually work yeah but yeah it's uh, it's really cool so if you can't see the a-line obviously we'll have some pictures in the show notes if you're not watching the video but you can also check it out on youtube i think what i'll do is i'll, I'll send you a couple of links as well to uh just uh some nice what's inside counts it's it's really really what we're this is a real passion thing. You know, here I was a frustrated athlete, just wanted to stick a landing, you know, and uh, it turned this 30 year trail led to amazing, amazing uh, people, uh, uh, performance, Olympic podiums. I mean, for a little company, (laughs) we had a dozen Olympic podiums, uh, last winter Olympics. You know, it's uh, so exciting when you really help people, quickly realize, wow, duh, no wonder my knee hurts or no wonder my, my, my hip is not moving well. They can see it. And it's just really, really, that's why we developed the simple, simple way to see it. But then we just said, hey, you know, if you have to go find some crazy redhead guy to, to shine this laser on your leg and show you, you don't. We just did it. The power of biomechanics will blow your mind. Face it. Our world's not natural. It's not going to be. It's getting less natural every day. Well, let's, let's touch on that because I know there's a lot of people who listen to the show and there's a lot of people that, um, you know, hear all these problems that we're having and they're trying to, you know, go go back to nature, basically is a good way to put it. And there's this this barefoot movement that's come about. And so for the people who are listening that are that are following that movement, what are some things that they, they need to be looking out for? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, again, you've heard me say, you know, barefoot to me, uh, on concrete and asphalt, it's like a frying pan to the face because the bone tuberosity articulation, everything's moving below the foot. When it's impacting in such a rigid surface with a barefoot shoe or not, 
uh, you know, I used to, I was, I was lucky enough to be uh, uh, in Italy as a, a lead designer for some technologies that were quite uh, advanced back in 2000 on the, the future of all outsoles. It's really thinking about what is interrupting foot function. Well, a barefoot shoe, yeah, you know, your foot's going through some form of a pattern. It's going to move. But in, in a gym, if, you, if you're lifting and you're thinking you're going to have better uh, gym function with your barefoot shoe, you know, I can tell you that I've put so many, you know, you just take the shoe or not, barefoot or the shoe, and do the same process. You still got the same power robbing alignment issues that, you know, maybe you don't. Maybe you're one of the 8 to 9% of people that might have unbelievable alignment, which, uh, uh, you know, you're probably a $20 million draft pick for the NFL if you are, because it's really rare. It's so rare. I mean, most people, and it, most people, if they don't have it, they will have it. But I'll tell you today, most kids are worse than adults. And it's, it's pretty, you know, I'm, uh, <laughs> it, well, uh, all the facts point towards concrete, soft shoes, sloppy, sloppy interface, and conditioning and training. So, um, yeah, you're just going to take that barefoot shoe with you. And sure, you'll feel a little more contact to the hard surface at your gym or whatever you're doing. But you're still going to have the, the biomechanical alignment issues that 90% of the people have that are unfavorable. And that's, that's really unfavorable. I mean, like, it'll blow your mind when you start to bring, uh, I like to say barefoot function inside a shoe, you know, by allowing bones and articulation points in the joint approximation of your midfoot to transition and timing and sequence, you're actually getting, you're introducing barefoot function inside footwear. So uh, uh, you guys did it. You know, you, you saw that both of you, you know, both pretty darn fit guys, but you had, you have, you don't have a pretty darn fit outlook. If I was going to reel the camera forward 20 years, you know, you're going to have issues if you don't understand footwear. Yeah. I would assume that we don't want to put that in a, we won't drop any name brands here, but you can see, you can go to your running store and see these four inch heels, you know, four inch cushions on the bottom of the foot. And I would think we don't want to, it'd be counterintuitive to put the A-line in a shoe like that. So what is, if you can name any brands for our listeners that they could wear, uh, maybe even also for their for those that have kids? Well, just dumb it down, okay? Uh, here are the numbers. You know, we, again, we'll just go back to our, our, our tour that we've done for years and looking at over 100,000 people. And guess what? <laughs> I think it's in the intro. Feet do not come in symmetrical pairs. They don't. Most people are so asymmetrical, meaning they can be pronated favorably on the right, and supinated on the left, they're kind of blowing in the wind. We see this all the time. Asymmetrical issues being solved by symmetrical solutions is not going to work. So you can go to a running store, and if you're one of the about seven out of ten people are pretty darn asymmetrical. Uh, so you go in, you buy a pair of shoes. Shoes come in pairs, right? So you got the shoe with all this technology. And it's going to help with your pronation. Sure. You know, somebody watched you walk and they said, wow, look at that right foot, man. He's pronated or she's pronating. You know, pronation, again, is a natural function of the foot. Remember the trailer hitch? It's all about timing from one side to the other. This is quicker. That's not quicker. So, okay, I find a shoe that helps my pronation on my right foot. What about my left that was already supinated? You know, my, ten my tendency to the left is out or I have a bow on my left leg and I don't on my right. 
That's really common as well. So all of a sudden, a shoe just might have helped you right. It just that same pair of shoes just really took your uh, left for an unfavorable joyride. So when I talk about dumbing it down for a footwear diet, neutral shoes, find a neutral shoe, okay? Yeah, neutral shoes. And with the A-line interface, you're going to be pretty darn well. You'll be the numbers. You know, I just, I don't see you. Um, if you're uh, athletic, most likely your foot can use an A-line. You don't want to be a person that can't wear an A-line. Now, now a, what is a neutral shoe? A, a neutral shoe is a shoe without modification to the sole, where the outer part of the sole is softer. And it, 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 I'm, I'm talking about a motion control shoe, uh, where you'll be softer on one side and stiffer on the other. So they're controlling your motion or anti-pronation. And then they're modifying the sole to to market towards helping the common one, which is pronation. People rolling around with their feet in. Well, what we know is that most people don't have excessive pronation on both feet. It's usually just on one. Um, so that shoe might help the one side, but not the other. Now a neutral, there's going to be no, no real ads to the inside or outside. It's going to be a a consistent layer of functional outsole, whatever that might be. You know, there's a lot of technology out there today. There's thermoplastics, there's really cool foams, but most of them are pretty darn good right now. And the quality shoe companies today, they're making awesome neutral shoes. Are there any, any brands that you recommend that, that make these neutral shoes? I'd like to be fair to all. Some of, you know, it, most brands are pretty darn. Everybody knows the key running brands. They're great. I do promote a lot of uh, 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 clogs out there too uh, that are, are um, just easy slip on clogs for daily fun walking and hanging out. But I, I don't like to really drop the brands out there to be favorable. But as long as the shoe has an insole that comes out, you can get the A-line in. As long as the shoe is neutral in an athletic stance, all that you can go to any store and they can they have a whole wall, just neutral shoes. Makes it really easy. Okay. Most most all uh, little clogs except for the hard clogs. The real hard clogs, no. The high high heeled hard clogs, um, really tippy, and I'm I'm not a fan. Uh, but the clogs that are you can flex them and they're not so high, you don't you don't want the man heels, I like to say. They're, they these clogs that make people higher. Uh, it, it's just really, um, uh, the shoe is flexible. Now, I like the back of a shoe to be rounded. Now, we all know the really nice dress shoes, $400 dress shoe with that wooden heel. They're elegant, the best Italian leather, but they got a sharp edge. It looks like a square if you look at the heel. Well, if you land on that edge, it's like landing on a hockey blade. And that immediately causes unfavorable reaction to your hips. Not a fan. So if the heel is really, really hard, try to avoid it. Okay. Unless, again, if you're sitting at a desk, who cares? Um, so a gummy heel, there's a lot of great companies out there. Rounded, rounded profile, not sharp edged. Really, really good. Now, here's the big one. A lot of athletes, we all know bunion and things like that. Well, a bunion or a bump or a dis displacement to the front of your foot, foot shapes are weird. You know, again, I, I've looked at so many feet, I, I really, <laughs> it, it, they're, they're all over the place. And by the time somebody is designing a shoe, they don't know that you have a, a bunion the size of Texas. Okay. So a bunion or a bump on your foot is a uh, uh, width to the inside. So if you have a bump on your foot to the inside or outside, a bump on your foot, you have to make sure a shoe does not have a decoration there, stitching there. And here's the big tip. There's a lot of listeners will have some type of displacement to their big toe. 
skip the lace. Do not lace the eyelid that is across from your bump, okay? That, a shoe can totally disrupt alignment. This is a little advanced, but there are some listeners that are going to have a, a bump on their big toe. You got to make sure the big toe, that's only width to the inside. Allow it to come in. Otherwise, neutral shoes, a fan, dress shoes, uh, most of them are neutral. They try to avoid the hard-edged heels I talked about. <laughs> and then when you... Uh, when you do migrate to your party and you want to wear your, your cool, you know, your, your $10,000, you know, stiletto with diamonds on your soles of your shoes, um, wear them and you're going to, you're going to feel better. Okay. How, how about this Gordon? Us being from Texas, I've, I've just grown up wearing boots. I actually don't own any dress shoes. Anytime we put on a suit, I'm, I'm wearing boots or, you know, doing any sort of work or something like that, you know, you have your steel toes. So, would even putting A-lines in something like a boot, would that be causing me more damage than just putting, just wearing the boot as it is? Yeah. I mean, as long as something comes out, the A-lines go in. Uh, yeah. The cowboy boots are, are kind of man heels, you know, that's got the hard, you know, square deal. And the, so it, it, that's, you know, Texas, you guys really get it. You know what a cowboy look, boot looks like or a cowgirl boot looks like. And they're awesome. I think they're cool, but all day, every day, probably not a fan. Um, some airlines go in. I've got a uh, one of one of the uh, big guys uh, uh, store owner out in Colorado. It's all he wears. And he's got airlines in his cowboy boots, but um, it's it's uh, at best it's most favorable in shoes without sharp hard edge heels and with uh, a neutral function. And in most dress shoes are neutral. Most are there. You know, the only time you start getting into the motion control and stability stuff is really when you start going to running stores. I think a running shoe is one of your best walking shoes. So, and if you're athletic, again, you don't want to be a person that can't use the, the suspension system that we developed. So that means your foot probably has a, uh, if you're, if you're, uh, if your foot is that bad, uh, it's probably arthritic or has a rigid deformity that's non-functional. If you can run across a parking lot, you can wear an A-line. If, if you're, if you're really sedentary and you can barely walk and your foot is unfortunately that arthritic and non-functional, then those are the very few people that can't wear an A-line. I've maybe seen one or two people that can't benefit from A-line that are, uh, that have a functional foot that I could see. So it was really the problem is the leg issue. If the legs are really super tight. So I, I will, you do, you do, you guys have a lot of listeners that are, you know, really fit guys like you guys are, right? And the more fit you get, the kind of guitar gets out of tune. So you know who you are. If you're not great at yoga, you can barely touch your toes, but you can bench, you know, more than I can. Uh, Is you guys might be tight, right? Not a big deal. Tight is common, right? So if the A-lines, most people put an A-line on and they'll feel taller and more powerful. I tell everybody, you're going to feel it. It's really cool. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, it's real. It's legit technology, extreme proven and podium proven and precision proven to the highest level, but you're going to feel it. So I always recommend walk on them two, three days and then slowly start migrating into your runs or whatever you want to do. Gym right away. No problem. Uh, it's more natural. So you're going to feel You won't feel invaded, right? You're going to feel uh, functional. But if they kind of cramp your foot out or hurt you a little bit, especially on flights of stairs or running a hill, you got tight legs. That's all it is. Tight calf. Common. What is the time to adapt that you normally see? Because I know even for the, especially the first week that Jake and I threw them in, you know, knees were kind of achy, hips a little sore. Um, but that's just because there's structural changes happening. It's all for the good. You just kind of have to ride that out. Um, 
for us, I know personally, it's been what a couple weeks. I'm not really feeling it a whole lot anymore. So really, just the first couple days. Yeah, a week to two weeks, maybe at the most. And granted, we we played like four games of pickup basketball on the very first day <laughs> first we were in, yeah. so that probably oh, wasn't the best. No wonder, guys. <laughs> I told you no. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, for most people. I'll give you the. It, it's pretty much. Uh, you're going to feel taller, more powerful, and kind of really cool right off the bat, most people. If you go and play pickup or go run a marathon, which I've had people do, uh, yeah, you're going to wake up some muscles and uh, 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 items that you haven't used in a long time. Face it, if you're walking around 2 million steps a year with an issue that most people have, that's either excessive tendency in or excessive out or a bow in the leg or unfavorable footwear diet, like you're jumping out of your sandals and you put your A-lines on, you go – hammer out a basketball game. I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel it. It's like, if you haven't gone to a gym, right. You haven't been to a gym and all right, finally, I, all right, I haven't been to a gym in 10 years and I've got my 2.2 kids and the minivan. I'm going to go get back in shape again. You go to the gym and you work out, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. Okay. So with Alon, you are going to wake up kind of that good gym feeling. When you say you'll, you'll feel, uh, the, the good good feeling like you did a workout and then for most people it's right away you can just wear them all day every day the few people that are super super tight which could be a lot of your audience i also i would say ease into them you know most people can wear them all day but if you feel like you have to do three four hours the first day and then ease into it great uh if you have any questions after a week your gut you, you most likely have one or two things usually a tight calf or, or functioning above the knees, not moving well. I see a lot of people, that are, uh, they, they're in the gym all the time, and they have tightness. And you can see it when they flex forward, uh, the knee's going to come out quite a bit. And that's just an offset. So A-lines will help bring back that good tune harmony. I do recommend if people know, you know who you are, you know who's super tight. They, athletes, they're really tight all the time. Think about all the service providers out there that are awesome at what they do. There's physical therapists. I mean, we saw at the Bulletproof Conference, active release technique, people that understand how to tune the guitar, right? How to allow good hip motion, good calf motion is vital to have great results between the foot and leg. So we can take care of the foot part right away. But if you tighten the leg, which both of you guys, I think, were, um, you're going to want to walk on them for your first few days. They, when you run, don't put running into your matrix until like four or five, day four or five. If you're really a tight person, stay off the hills for a little while. No running hills uh, until you get range of motion. A lot of people, a lot of our A-lined athletes uh, really, really put A-line into their stretching routines. Stretching with alignment, if you do a simple calf stretch, you'll know right away. When that foot is allowed to center itself and you do your stretch, it's going to be that much more effective. Uh, these are all simple things you could do. Sounds like you guys, the two fit guys, of course, they go out and knock out hoops and probably play at 18. But <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's I'm a, definitely going to start incorporating that stretching routine. Yeah. I like that idea. So, Gordon, say I'm sold. I know I'm out of alignment but I don't have access to say your stand technology, but I go check out your website and I see that you have all these different lines of a lines, right? And these different, uh, different types of products out there. How do I know which one's for me? Yeah. Uh, know your passion. If you're in the, if you're uh, a line, you'll see there's a line of products and in the line they all share the same functional matrix. So any model a line you can wear 
or just about anything. Now, some airlines are tailored to be a little more favorable for, for instance, golf. We uh, market it towards golf because it's such a massive uh, market. But uh, if you play baseball, any bilateral sport, rotational, uh, the green golf A-line is favorable to put in your cleated footwear and your golf shoes or your baseball cleats and just leave them in there. Done. They're also great for the gym. One of my favorites, the green one. I think I, I, I sent one of you guys out a pair of the green ones. Now, all that is is an injection molded material that was really, really difficult to pull off, and it creates a material inter- interface with the sock that uh, reduces shearing and coil and rotation. So it's great in the gym. If you're going to get two pair of A-lines, I'd recommend you get the, the A-line Active, which is red, and uh, it's uh, literally it's this one. It shows what's inside all the products and get that in your daily walking routine. And those are your little buddies and they put that into your diet. Okay. Then if you want to get a second pair of A-lines to just leave in your gym shoes, so you don't have to worry about pulling these out because you're going to get addicted to it. You're going to know it when your A-lines aren't underneath your feet. You're going to be like, Oh man, I went to the gym and I forgot my A-lines. So put a pair in your gym shoes. You're stoked. Okay. And, and then, uh, that would be the green one. The golf is one of my favorites. If you're a winter sport, actually, Texas has one of the biggest ski clubs in the world. Uh, you know, uh, A-Line uh, will take your old ski boot and make it feel like brand new. And it'll take your new ski boot and actually uh, get, make a more of a guaranteed boot fit. Because alignment is the number one cause of wrecking a ski day. And we immediately address that. Just pop them in your ski boots. It's called the A-Line Warm. So they do exist. They're black. Okay, uh, we do have a, one that's marketed towards cycling. Uh, it's the same as a golf, so you don't have to. It's the same product. It's called the Aon Guru, and you can you can put those uh, either the golf or the cool blue gurus in your. Uh, we work with uh, the Guru Group in, in cycling fitting. Really game changer. Alines do weigh a little more. Uh, if it weighs like nothing, it is nothing. In order to have structures that actually work with them, you know how much load goes through your body is amazing. How much. Even in a cyclist, you know, if you, if you don't support that foot uh, through timing and sequence when those supports need to be there with structures that don't fail. Because if you can, you take foam and wring it out all day, it just stays run out. So foam packs out. Anything soft to your hand, again, it's it's uh, Goldilocks, too soft. You can't support your foot. Anything too hard or molded or scanned, I, I'm not a fan, you know. So you can just order whatever A-line you want. To keep it simple, start with this one. You know, and if you want to dress it up your to your passion, your sports, go ahead and get a couple of our specialty ones. If you have a timid foot, we do make an A-Line Active Plus. It's yellow, has a small layer of uh, antimicrobial foam on top of it. Uh, it will uh, just, if you have a real timid foot and you're, you're really subject to a lot of plantar fasciitis or, or issues that you've been wrestling with, uh, it's a nicer intro. Alignment is one of the fat alignment. It's one of the best ways. Alignment and alignment stretching is one of the fastest way to get rid of the big annoying, the big annoying ones. Plantar fasciitis. You put it on a pilot marshmallow. You're just going to rip it more. Uh, if you brace it, when you're not on the brace, you're just going to collapse and smear, and it just comes back. If you address timing and sequence of the trailer hitch, not the smearing of the cream cheese. If you if you get the timing and sequence of the foot moving again, and then you do your alignment stretching. Uh, we're one of the fastest routes I've ever seen to get people out of the weeds of the, the itis stuff, you know, that plantar fasciitis and the tendonitis of all these issues that a lot of athletes deal with. Uh, and we, we, uh, we guarantee A-line, you get them, just get them by your shoe size, put them in, go and uh, enjoy it. If you're one of the very few that unfortunately can't wear them, 
uh, if you're athletic, it's probably not you. If you're sedentary and can barely walk, it might be you. It might not be. I got a lot of 80-year-olds that go to the line every day to walk the dog. But yeah, just go use them. And if after a week or two or three, you're not loving them, just send them back. We get it about you know, one or two returns out of 100, and somebody just can't figure it out, um, what their puzzle is. But most people, the other, most people uh, figure it out pretty quick. Foot pain is an awesome, awesome news getter. To get knowledge of foot pain, like, wow, my feet hurt. <laughs> or my feet hurt on an A-line, or my feet hurt anywhere. If your feet are hurting you, you're doing bigger stuff up high. So always know that. And if your feet are kind of bugging you after you wore A-line two to three weeks, which is rare. After two, three weeks, uh, you're usually just golden. But uh, if they're bugging you still, it's usually a range of motion issue that's in your leg that's serious. You might want to go see one of the, uh, the great uh, uh, providers out there in uh, uh, guitar tuning services, I like to say, of tuning your leg. It's just so many, I, I, you know, there's so many people out here. For athletes, it's like a race car, man. You need your pit crew. And the pit crew out there, physical therapists, some people like a lot of sports chiropractic, some people like a lot of anybody, active release technique with, with Dr. Leahy. Uh, it's been, he's introduced a training that is, is uh, global now. Um, there's so many great uh, tuners or pit crew or athlete services out there to help you. His foot, foot issues are big signal, the light bulb's going off that's bigger up high. Absolutely. Well, Gordon, this yeah. has been great, and this has been a wealth of knowledge, and we're really excited to share it with our listeners because this truly is a game changer. So, I mean, we highly, we love it. We use it. We highly recommend it for yourself, your kids, grandma, grandpa. You know, <laughs> um, Gordon, where can people find out more about A-Line, get in touch with you if they have any questions, that sort of thing? Yeah, we're, we're uh, uh, right out of uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So a little, little sailing community called Marblehead and aline.com. It's very simple, A-L-I-N-E.com. And you can, you can have all our contacts there and give us a call with any questions. And certainly uh, uh, just get some, get them going, run them, run them hard, have fun. Gordon, thanks for coming on the show. It's been fun. All right, guys. All right. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Two Fit Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Two Fit USA, the sports nutrition company owned and operated by the Two Fit Guys. To show our appreciation for you tuning into the podcast, we would like to give you a 10% off your entire order at TwoFitUSA.com. All of our products are sugar-free, paleo-friendly, gluten-free, non-GMO, and a whole list of other buzzwords. So hop on over to TwoFitUSA.com. Don't forget to use your promo code FIT1, that's F-I-T-1, at checkout. We highly value and appreciate your feedback, so please leave a review about the products and the podcast at our website, 2 under the podcast and products pages. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Now, if we happen to read your review during one of our podcasts, you'll receive a one-month free subscription of all 2Fit products. So write something noteworthy. If not, we probably won't read it anyway. So go leave a review, listen to the next episode, and till next time.